Everybody, good morning. I hope you guys are doing well. Welcome to DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Today on DrBoysTV.com, we're going to talk about poverty. We're going to talk about some alarming economic statistics that I just found. Uh, as you guys know my background, I'm a finance professor, and I saw these numbers, and I want to share them with you, put them into context, and kind of let you know that um, that we are officially hitting a new regime in terms of where the economy is and uh, where opportunities may or may not exist. So uh, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button, get comfortable, buckle up a seatbelt. We're going to get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-side for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I um, am super excited to talk to you all today. This is a good day to talk about black economics, a good day to talk about black wealth. Uh, as we get started, I want to say what's going on, El Hodge. Uh, he says you're the GOAT. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate you. Agnes out of Hungary. Let me know what city you're from. Also, let me know if you can hear me. Give me a yes if I'm coming through okay. Type a quick yes in the chat. Let me know my audio is solid so I know I can move forward. Hey, how you doing, Q Smooth? Uh, a Fisher, how you doing, Tony Brown? Uh, just reminders, also, this podcast is on Spotify, so you can uh, you can find me on Spotify or also on Apple, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can look up the, the Dr. Boyce Breakdown. You will find me on Apple and Spotify or anywhere you can get your podcasts. And uh, in addition to that, uh, we also have our own social media platform. So if you are um, interested in getting away from the nonsense of Facebook and Instagram and everything else and all the stupidity, I don't know if anybody agrees. Has anybody else ever noticed how toxic social media has gotten has anybody noticed how crazy the negroes are on social media and on instagram and twitter and all that it's really and it's it's the craziest thing i mean it's it's a lot of grown-ass men chatty patty gossiping about each other throwing shots at each other across the, across the web uh you know acting like little punk ass bitches excuse my french that's just what it is it's it's, it's, it's punk behavior it's crazy negro naysayers uh people attacking each other and, and gossiping about each other don't get me wrong. I get it. I think I understand why. It's because uh, a lot of these individuals are uh, they're fighting for attention. They're fighting for uh, viewers. They're fighting to grow their YouTube channels, which is how they make their money. And they know that in, in, a, in an unhealthy environment, in a toxic space, you make you make more money with beef. Uh, you know, you make more money the same way they have things like the Zeus Network, which has that really dysfunctional show with Blueface and Christian. I don't know if y'all seen that Christian Rock and Blueface. If you've never seen them and you want to see something crazy, uh, you know, check out Christian and Blueface for a second, but don't watch it too long because it'll make your eyes hurt. Uh, it's really an example where trauma is needed. Excuse me, trauma has been experienced and therapy is needed. Those two do not need uh, fame and fortune and all these other things. They need a therapist. Uh, they become kind of the new Bobby and Whitney, by the way. My wife, uh, you know, she got together with some other black therapists and they're actually going to do an analysis on some of this stuff uh, to talk about how dangerous this stuff is. And so a lot of this stuff comes back to money. This is where I step in as a finance professor and explain that money creates the wrong incentives. Money creates 
spaces where uh, where chaos is profitable. And so chaos isn't just profitable in terms of a lot of what you see on reality TV. Chaos is also profitable on the Internet. That's why uh, if you go to some YouTube channels, you'll literally see uh, people that are just throwing shots at other people. Every video, you know, he's he's this he's a fraud. He's a scammer. He's a bad person. He he slept with his wife. He's a dog. Look at what he did. He talked shit about it. Right. And, and, and it's fine. Things happen or whatever. But I don't really know as a community uh, where we go from that. Right. So I'm going to tell you like this it's toxic. I'm tired of it. I don't know about y'all. Give me a yes. If you agree, I it's, it's not uh, fun to look at. It's very draining. Um, I know, you know, sometimes people throw shots at me. I don't watch any of the videos about me. I just don't, I see every now and then I'll see a thumbnail, but I, but, but I quickly get rid of the channel because that's not good energy to let into your spirit. And so, um, so yeah, so, so I'm not even talking about myself though. I just remember scrolling through, I kid you not. I was sitting on, I'm, I promise I'm gonna get to the topic in a minute, but I just want to start there. I, I was sitting on an airplane and I was scrolling through the videos and, and you'd be amazed at how many 40, 50 year old black men I saw who were just gossiping about each other. God, where well, well, he, you know, he, 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 he disrespected his wife and, and he was talking about his mama and, and he did, and he, you know, he really didn't do that. He really just saying all that. And it's just very, um, it really, uh, actually my, my wife's, uh, mother is kind of old school. She's 82 years old. And uh, she says, that's feminine behavior. She says, that's what she said back when I back in my day, that's what the gay men did. <laughs> she, said, she said, that's not what masculine men do. Masculine men don't sit up and take a bath in another man's business. Give me a yes if you understand where I'm coming from on this. Masculine men don't sit around and just bathe in another man's situation. Uh, masculine men are supposed to be handling their situation. And not to say that the women aren't doing their toxic thing, too. There are plenty of toxic women uh, online as well. Uh, and, I, and I just but I just remember seeing the men and I say, gosh, these guys could be great leaders. They could be doing great stuff, great work. They could be unifying. They could be building. They could be working together. They could be collaborating. But instead of doing all that, they're just gossiping. And, and the reason that this happens is because that's what makes money online. So if you ever see somebody and you're like, why do you keep throwing shots? Why are you always attacking everybody? Why are you always trying to fight people? Well, it's because they'll get that 50,000, 60,000, 80,000 views. And, uh, and, you know, in my, in my part of it, sure. And, you know, put it, putting my name in a video is going to guarantee you 30, 40, 50,000 views. And I know how much money people make from that video. So I totally get it because uh, I'm a finance guy. But at the same time, um, I, I, I ask us at some point, uh, who else is tired of the nonsense? If you agree and you're tired of the nonsense, uh, that's why we created our own social media platform. It's part of the Mighty Network. Uh, we tried to build it from the ground up. It was really hard to do. We spent over $100,000 trying to get it done with some engineers. It did not work. So eventually we went with something called Mighty Networks. It's the closest thing we could get. It was already functional, and uh, but they allow you to create your own network. So we created a space called Blag Enough, Blag Enough, B-L-A-G-G-E-N-U-S. B-L-A-G-G-E-N-U-F. Type it in the chat so other people can see it. Uh, and uh, it's a space where the goal is positive energy. The goal is productive energy. Um, I choose peace. I choose prosperity. Um, I choose uh, to disconnect over dealing with disrespect. Uh, and uh, even on this platform, uh, when I've seen trolls come in, uh, I see trolls. for Trolls can talk for like a second. And, uh, and if you're a troll, I tell people, if you're a troll, you better be a quiet troll. Because uh, if you are, if you reveal yourself, you speak, when you open your mouth, you reveal that you're an idiot or a Negro naysayer, you have no 
no no space here. Like this is not your place. It's okay for you to be who you want to be. It, this just isn't the place for you. So Black Enough is kind of like that. And uh, we've done some uh, upgrades on the Black Enough community. Now you can't. Everybody can't get in. We actually have a, a gate at the door now where we ask everyone questions. And if you don't answer the questions adequately to show that you truly want uh, to be in a place of peace, prosperity, Black love, education, respect then we tell you to go away. And uh, and so ultimately, uh, a lot of people get rejected. But if, you, if you're if you in that category and this is for you, then go to blagenuf.com, B-L-A-G-G-E-N-U-F.com and, uh, and fill out the little form. And, uh, and our team goes in there every day to evaluate, to see who should be let in and who doesn't need to be in that space, okay? So if you're tired of it, I'm tired of it too. Uh, also, the All Black National Convention—that's what we—that's what we do there. The energy is very positive. It's very productive. It's about collaboration. It's about conflict resolution. It's about working together. And that's going to happen uh, in Atlanta, October 20th through the 22nd. Talk to anybody who's ever been at the convention; they will tell you wonderful things about the energy. If you have a black-owned business, it's a great place to sponsor or to uh, be a vendor because there are people there that are prepared to buy black and support their own. These are the leaders for the future. These are the people that are. Going to help us win. These are the people that are going to get us to the next level. So anyway, if you want to learn more about that, you can go to allblacknationalconvention.com. I'll put that URL on the screen. If you do me a favor, please, please hit that thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, you're watching drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. All right. So here is what uh, I, what got my attention today. I saw this crazy uh, report that basically says poverty has skyrocketed in the last year and a half. That literally the poverty rate in the United States uh, has gone way up, especially for children. Uh, last year, I, I believe a year ago, literally, literally just a year ago, we it's, it's black and BL. There you go, Ralph. You got it just right, brother. That's, that's exactly how you spell it. Perfect. Look at you. You, you look at you spelling. Uh, see, that's what I'm talking about. We, I want to be around black people that can spell like Ralph. If you can't spell, it's okay if you can't spell. Just, but but if you if you can't spell and you never want to learn how to spell. Or you think that learning how to spell is acting white? Then I don't want to. I don't want to hang out with that energy. I don't know about y'all. I, I don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying that you have to know everything. I'm not saying you have to have formal education. I'm just saying that if you if you can't spell, and you think that that's the way you want to be forever, and you don't ever want to learn how to spell, then what can I do? And ain't nothing I can do for you. You've already achieved your goal. Your goal was to be ignorant as hell. Well, you, you congratulations, you've hit the finish line. So, so I'm not your guy if you don't want to grow. If you are a need to grow, uh, not a need a need to grow, and you don't want to grow, then that doesn't. Then we're not. Why would we even? Why would you even waste your time trying to hang out in this space anyway? It's not even. It's not good for you. You know, it's like somebody wants to go to McDonald's. You shouldn't be hanging out at the vegan spot if you want a Whopper. You know, or a Big Mac. Go go to McDonald's. That's across the street. It's all right. It's okay. We're not going to judge you. Just get your get your ass up out of here. Anyway, let me keep going. Let me stop. Let me stop. All right. So uh, so anyway, uh, here is um, uh, here is where we we are right now with poverty. Uh, basically, you have a situation where child poverty has skyrocketed. It hit a record low a year ago, a five point two percent. It's now gone up. It's more than double to about. I want to say 12.4%. I believe that was the number I saw. And uh, also overall poverty has gone up. Uh, more Americans are in poverty right now than there were in the last several years. Uh, this is uh, largely due to the fact that the government ended a child tax credit that 
they were giving out during the pandemic. Uh, they had this uh, credit in place that became a uh, a really great social uh, social safety net for a lot of families that had children. And so uh, that stuff was ended. I think Congress chose not to renew it last year, and now it's uh, it's 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 uh, caused it's had an impact on people's income and their economic situation. Uh, also, according to NPR, here's what they wrote about the child poverty situation. They said that the child poverty rate has risen dramatically in the years since pandemic benefits ran out. The child poverty rate has more than doubled, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. Let me scroll down. In 2021, Congress increased um, the amount of the credit as part of the American Rescue Plan and expanded eligibility to include millions of more low-income families, says Sharon Parrott, president of the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. They say it was a big factor in initially reducing the poverty rate. We sometimes talk about the child tax credit as being an upside down policy. That's because the children who need it the most get the least, while higher income children get it more. Uh, Parrot says that means uh, says that means when the pandemic relief ended, millions of families lost out on this credit because their kids did be, wait uh, for their kids because they didn't make enough money. What? That sounds weird. But married couples making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year do get a full child tax credit of $2,000 per child. While this might sound upside down, the credit is an income-based benefit. So the more you make, the more you get. Is anybody else confused by that? Is anybody else confused by that? By the way, the site, I'm going to spell black enough again while you while you let me know if that was as confusing to you as it was to me. Um, the site, I'm going to spell one more time. It's B-L-A-G-G. That's two Gs. Somebody type it in there in the chat, especially on TikTok. If somebody could type in, I appreciate it. B L A G G E N U F dot com. B L A G G E N U F. F is in Frank dot com. All right. So, so does anybody, is anybody else confused by that? So they have this credit where you get more money if you make more money. I'd like to, I'd like to talk to the stupid politician who thought that made sense, but it really kind of, it, it's very consistent with how money was allocated during the pandemic. It was allocated. It, it was it was almost infuriating for me as a as a finance guy because it's number one you you spent so much freaking money your deficits went your deficit skyrocketed I mean the deficit just shot up to insanely dangerous levels why well because you're pumping all this money into the economy to try to save the economy right because we have the pandemic makes sense right but you didn't think about where you targeted that money you just Threw it out there. You just made it rain like a like like somebody in a strip club just throwing money in the air and letting everybody whoever grabs it grabs it, and 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 it it became a horrible horrible horribly disproportionate allocation of resources because the people getting the money first were the people at the top, the wealthy people. You don't understand. Uh, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, people like that. They were making ten million dollars a day from the amount of money that they got during the pandemic of the amount of support. Uh, small businesses that were starving for capital that really needed the money couldn't get the money or businesses that didn't have their paperwork in order to apply for certain certain benefits didn't get the money. So a lot of the money did not get to the place that it needed. And at the same time, you had uh, institutions like Harvard University. Harvard, you know, they were pretty ethical about it, about it, at least on in this regard. They got a check for $15 million and they and they sent it back. They said, we didn't ask for this money. You just put it in our account, assuming that we're struggling in the pandemic like everybody else. And they said, no, we're not struggling. We're Harvard. We're, our endowment's $40, 50000000000 billion. We don't, we're, we're going to be all right. You know, and so so this speaks to the sheer incompetence of many of your political leaders. 
I don't care if you are a Biden supporter. I don't care if you are a Trump supporter. It doesn't matter to me. Your leadership is horrifically incompetent. And so, so, so this, this, this is weird. I don't get that. So the more money you make, the bigger tax credit you get for your kids. Okay. All right. Well, let's start right there. If you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, can we at least agree that if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you don't need some sort of child tax credit as if you're in poverty? Can we at least agree on that? I mean, or or is that being too radical? All right. So let's see here. Um, they said so when the ta- when, when the tax credit in the surveys found many parents had trouble paying bills and covering basic expenses like rent and groceries. Jackson, who lobbies for foster parents, says she's been doing okay with inflation driving up prices. Though she feels worse off in some ways than at the height of the pandemic. Honestly, I think the child tax credit would help us right now more than ever because everything is doubled. So they're pushing to revive the ch- the child tax credit. So it looks like the um, the NPR article I'm reading is kind of uh, sort of leaning in that direction. Now I'm scrolling down. One other thing they mentioned that's really interesting is they said median household income fell outpaced by inflation. So that means inflation outpaced the um, the growth in income, right? The way you ideally are supposed to have it is as inflation grows, as the cost of living grows, your income is supposed to grow with the cost of living, right? Makes sense. That's common sense. That did not happen. That rarely happens in America. Uh, this is why it's very important for all B1 people. I'm sending out the red alert and I've been sending it out for about 15 years. B1 people have to make sure that you put your child in an economic position where they're not depending on salary and wages to keep up with inflation because corporations don't have to do that. They're not designed to do that. They're not going to do that. Uh, The only way you can keep up with the rate of inflation in your income level is if you are able to benefit from what they call asset inflation. Asset inflation is a type of inflation that occurs when the cost of living goes up the value of financial assets go up, right? As the cost of living goes up, the value of the stock market goes up. Uh, As the cost of living goes up, the value of real estate goes up. So you want to make sure that your child is in a position and and you yourself too. A lot lot of y'all still young enough to make your moves and get your things done, but your kids and your grandkids are in a position where their income is going to be connected or in statistics, we call that correlation, right? That you want their income to be correlated or tethered to or connected to the rise of the inflation rate. Because remember, we act like inflation is bad for everybody. We live under the assumption that everybody gets hurt when inflation exists. No, everybody does not get hurt when inflation exists. Some people get hurt. Some people benefit. Right? In inflation, uh, there are people that love inflation. There are people that 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 you know that that really think about this. The powers that be really, if they wanted to, they could create the Federal Reserve could create an economy that had no inflation at all, where the price of everything remained pretty flat. If they if they manipulated monetary policy in a certain way, they could have no inflation at all. But they like a little bit of inflation because that connects to uh, various forms of economic growth, which tends to accrue to those people at the top. And I'm talking about people that own assets, mainly people that invest in the stock market. So you can get in this category by simply committing yourself to policies where you consistently invest in the stock market so that as that inflation occurs and corporations get their piece of the pie, they're they're grabbing money on your behalf. In fact, this is something I've never said before. I just realized this. This came to me. Sometimes God just sends me stuff. Like literally, I've been doing this for 30 years, but every single year, every single day, I see things in a different way. And uh, one thing that I'm thinking here is uh, in politics, I'm I'm closing my eyes because I'm trying to really shape this idea because it's literally, it's never come out of my mouth before because I never saw it before. But basically, Basically, if you think about it like this, when you vote for a politician, what you're really grabbing on is you're grabbing on to a representative, right? You have this person 
that is kind of your champion theoretically. They're supposed to be a person that, you know, goes to Washington on your behalf, makes things happen, and then you benefit. The benefits trickle down, right? Give me, give me a yes for following the analogy. Well, this does not happen, right? Because you're, you're unfortunately your politician gets distracted and they get to serving other people besides you. And that's what's wrong with America. That's why America's broken. This doesn't just happen to black people. This happens to white people too, Asian people, um, Latino people. This is one of the reasons, honestly, I believe why a lot of Asian people don't even, don't even care that much about voting. They don't vote very, very much, but their income levels are higher than yours. Uh, if you look at uh, Dr. Claude Anderson's charts on income levels, Asians are typically at the highest, uh, but they don't really care that care as much about voting. Uh, you've been led to believe that voting is the solution to everything. And that's because there are people who benefit financially from the the, the consistent manipulation of you as a particular uh, voting block. Okay. That's just the reality. That's what I see. Uh, and, and even the Jewish community, the Jewish community, if they depended on voting for to maintain the massive amount of power that they have, they would have no power. The Jewish community's power comes to the fact that they have this powerful thing called dollar bills, uh, and uh, and they allocate these dollar bills in a way that is disproportionate that uh, to to their numbers in the population. They're only about two and a half to three percent of the population, but yet their power is massive. They have the ability to shut down Kanye West. They have the ability to uh, to like like literally J.P. Morgan. Uh, I was talking. I was on the phone consistently with Kanye, and I saw the letter uh, that his accountant showed me that said J.P. Morgan was basically telling him you need to take your money out of our bank by Tuesday or we're going to send you a check uh, to tell you that we don't want your money here, right? And so this is a reflection of that massive economic power that they have. They they really have this power, right? Well, they didn't get this power by voting. They got this power by, um, by using uh, money because they understand a reality that a lot of us don't get. They, the reality that I think that they understand that I would like for us to understand is that you don't really live in a democracy, okay? You don't live in a democracy uh, you live in a capitalist society. You live in a capitalist society that disguises itself as a democracy. And so the money drives everything. It's not the the, the politics. It's not the democracy. It's not the equality. It's not the fairness. It's not the, the diversity. All those things are just nice little words they use to make you feel better. It's the money. The money drives everything, right? So the Jewish community, I give them a shout out for the fact that they understand that. And they know that if I'm one guy, and I've got the money that uh, uh, the same amount of money as a hundred other people. Then I'm that, then me by myself, I'm going to have the same power as those hundred people all combined, right? So, so if I'm two point three percent of the population, I'm not leaning on getting enough votes to have power. I'm going to lean toward getting enough money because we can have because we can have a disproportionate amount of money per person, which gives us a disproportionate amount of power. Give me a yes if you follow that analogy. Now, I'm not even done with this. I told you guys I was framing a new thought that I've never shared anywhere else before. I don't really plan exactly what I'm going to say. Even when I give speeches, I've never given the same speech twice because every year God reframes the ideas so I can express them a little more accurately. And I like that feeling. It feels it feels comfortable for me. So so here's the basic idea I want to share with you. Um, the same way you expect a politician to represent you and represent your interest and to be your champion, and they don't do it. Well, I think that maybe you should also think about uh, when you buy shares of stock, that corporation that you invest in, they become a little bit more of your champion than your politician will. What does that mean? What does it mean, boys? So let me explain. If I am a shareholder in NVIDIA or, 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 or Apple or Google, do you think that Apple or Google or NVIDIA are ever going to forget how to make money? Yes or no? Yes or no? Do you think that Apple, Google, or NVIDIA, do you think there's ever going to be a, an economy 
where Apple, Google, and NVIDIA become victims of the economy and start getting financially screwed and, and can't find a way to make a dollar? Yes or no? What do you think? Do you think NVIDIA? Do you, it, seriously, I mean, if I, if I tie my economic fate to um, Microsoft, you think Microsoft is ever going to be like, man, it's hard out here for a black man, dog. I can't get nothing. They don't change the economy and we can't, we can't get ahead. It's too hard out here. You think Microsoft is ever going to be just getting kicked around? You know, and not able to like generate money for their shareholders to the tunes of billions and billions of dollars. Some of these companies make hundreds of billions, of, over a hundred billion dollars a year. Right? Amazon, you think Amazon's gonna forget how to make money? Yes or no? Well, so so here's what I'm saying. The same way you vote for for a politician, and you believe falsely, I think, honestly, falsely, that this politician is your champion. They're gonna represent your interest. That their fate is gonna be connected to your fate. I think that it makes more sense to think about that as a shareholder. And instead of just focusing on the political democracy that exists in the society, there is also a financial democratization that I encourage you to pay attention to. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know, we don't live in a society. One good thing about America, America ain't perfect by a stretch. If you ever want to know how imperfect America is, just travel to other countries. I went to I went to Europe with my with my girls this, this summer. It's so it's a whole different world. I mean, you talk about a peaceful society, uh, healthy society, all that so much better. I'm just telling you the truth. I didn't see hardly any home. I went to Iceland, didn't see a single homeless person in Iceland. I go to Seattle, you're stepping over homeless people everywhere. It's crazy, it's terrible, right? Um, so 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 anyway, um one good thing about America though is that they have democratized uh capitalism to some extent, right? Anybody, any of you right now could get on your phone and Say, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with this economy. I don't know what's going to happen with BRICS. I don't know what's going to happen with my job. I don't know what's going to happen with this government. I don't know if Trump's going to get elected again or Biden. Um, but I do know Microsoft will always know how to make money. That's one of the few certainties of the world. So you know what I'm going to do for my kids? I'm going to buy them some shares of Microsoft every week with what little money I got. So that long term, long term, this is not a overnight thing. This is not a fast money play. This is not something that happens in 24 hours. It might take 20, 20 years, 10 years, five years, whatever. Right. But I'm going to tie their fate to the fate of companies that know how to make money, the companies that know how to get ahead. Right. So so I, I get me some Microsoft consistently, some Amazon, some Disney, some Apple, whatever. All the people that are making the money, I want to be connected to them. And the reason that they're going to do a better job of tying your fate to their fate is because they have more of an incentive to do so. They have more of a, a stronger connection to their fiduciary responsibility to represent you because they have to do this by law. The job of the company CEO is simple. It is to maximize shareholder wealth. You are the shareholder. They work for you. You are their boss. So effectively, their number one job is to make sure that you're good financially. That is the only criteria they will be measured on. If they do not succeed in that goal, they will be fired. Imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine if, if every politician that didn't represent their constituents got fired from their job immediately. Imagine if politicians got removed Every time uh, you had failing schools in Chicago, imagine if politicians got removed every time you had black neighborhoods where there was an excessive amount of violence. Imagine politicians got removed every time the black unemployment rate got, got higher than, than, than it's supposed to be. Right. That, that, that's the kind of world you live in in the world of economics. So so, again, it's not to say that this capitalist system is perfect. It's not by any stretch. It's, it's sometimes it can be exploitative. 
but it tends to hurt you the worst if you're not participating in the game. So what I would say to you, if you want to consider an alternative strategy, get yourself in the game. Get in the game. Don't just sit on the outside complaining and all this other stuff. This is what they train us to do. Like, oh, you're black. You can't participate. Who said I can't participate? Who said I can't? Uh, you know, my, my man, Reginald Williams, one of the greatest black economic thinkers of all time. If your child doesn't know about Reginald Williams, go look him up. He wrote a book called Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun? So I say, why should white people have all the fun? Why should rich people have all the fun? You've got a finance professor. I, my PhD is real. I'm not pretending. I, I I know that maybe some people may get annoyed if I mention it a lot. I have to mention it a lot because I want you to know these ideas are not coming out of my butt. I didn't just wake up and just throw it on the floor. These are things that I saw through looking at thousands of gigabytes of data over many, many years. And, and so after you've looked at something 10 billion times, the picture becomes very, very clear. It's very, very clear what we need to do. The problem, the, the, what's not clear is how we can convince ourselves to do it and how to do it on a consistent basis. And that's why my new book, which is called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, focuses heavily on the shaping of culture, what that means to shape culture, right? Uh, knowing the difference between, you know, the sexy red culture, which sexy red, if you don't know her, she's this rapper who raps. Her first line is uh, what she raps about her vagina and her booty hole. I kid you not. I'm not kidding. This is what they believe black women are supposed to do. Uh, so you got it. But there's a culture behind it. Right. And then there's another culture that's built on uh, prosperity. There's a culture that's built on keeping children safe, uh, on uh, elevating families and communities. There's a culture on building wealth. There's a culture on planning for the future. There's a culture that values intelligence. I encourage you to build that culture. And then when you do that, you'll find that your outcomes are much, much better. OK. All right. So do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. And in uh, that book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, uh, if you want to learn more about it, you can go to boycewalkins.com. Also at boycewalkins.com, there's a lot of free stuff like the $5 a day investing plan, which is a great master plan for any family that wants to get ahead in less than a generation. You'll be ahead of 80% of all families in less than a generation. Uh, it's so simple that even a five-year-old can do it. It's totally free. Just go to boycewalkins.com. Also, if you want autographed copies of my books, you can go to drboycebooks.com and just search for the word autograph and you can get autographed copies of my books. Uh, my wife is a therapist and her books are there as well. And also I, I want to remind you guys that the uh, All Black National Convention is happening October 20th through the 22nd in Atlanta at the Marriott Marquis. If you'd like to join us for the convention, just go to allblacknationalconvention.com. So if you choose peace and prosperity over chaos and struggle and poverty or poweronomics over strugglenomics, then this is the place for you. It's a lot of fun. The people are good. We have a great time, but also we learn. We bring together experts and we're here to solve problems. We ain't scared Scared of, we ain't scared of nobody. <laughs> We're not funded by nobody outside of the community. We're getting things done. So, uh, and I want y'all to know that generally speaking, my policy on this platform, as I've observed your responses and your reactions to uh, to people that come in and, and, and act crazy and talk crazy is I realized, I told my wife, I said, I think I'm going to have to start just, just banning people from the platform if they come in without constructive approaches to things, right? So uh, so if you have a question or a comment or, or a statement where you don't agree with something that we're talking Talking about that's okay to disagree but just understand i'm the professor i'm not really going to argue with you that long if you don't have the credentials to back up what you're saying a cardiologist is not going to sit and argue with somebody you know with a ged about how the heart works They're, they might explain things to you 
and they might talk to you about it and, and have a healthy debate. But but I'm not really going to sit and argue with you because that takes attention away from those that, of you that are serious because uh, we don't have much time. You know, one day I'm going to be dead. We're all going to be old and gray and dead very soon. It's not it's going to happen faster than you think. So every single day is of the utmost importance. We must cherish every day, invest in ourselves every day, make ourselves great every day. This is how you build a great community. And, the, and that's why we're going to be great. Uh, over the next three, four, five hundred years, because we're doing this uh, right now, we're paying it forward. All right. So anyway, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. So let me finish up on this poverty conversation. So here's the deal with what I'm seeing in terms of poverty uh, and what's happening with the economy and why I think your politicians are probably not going to really address um, this issue uh, the way that they should. I don't, I don't think they're going to consider this to be any sort of a state of emergency. Sure, there'll be a couple of politicians that'll bring it up and get mad about it. But for the most part, um, I believe, again, because I believe that um, maybe I'm cynical, but I believe your politicians work for the corporations. And the problem the corporations have right now is that people don't want to go to work. You know, you've noticed this, right? <laughs> During the after the pandemic, you had people that were like, no, I don't want to go back to the office. There was a company called Grinder where uh, I think when they told their employees to come back to the office, I think 45% of them quit their jobs, right? So this is the kind of rebellion that's sort of happening. Uh, I'm not saying it's good or bad. Um, I personally have always said that there's a lot of your life that you're supposed to live outside of the corporate plantation. So actually my personal bias is that, yeah, hell yeah, you shouldn't have to spend your whole life at your job. You shouldn't be spending more time with your boss than with your kids, you know? And, I, and it's, it's almost um, a type of uh, abuse, that we got stuck in that situation because the reason we're stuck in that situation is because nobody made an economic plan for us. Uh, you know, your child, if you love your kid, you're going to create an escape plan. You're going to help them buy themselves out of slavery. Just like back in 1802, slaves could buy themselves out of slavery if they were lucky. Well, the same thing is true with the corporate plantation. You could buy yourself out of corporate slavery. Um, I explained to my daughter, I said, the difference between freedom and slavery for most people in this country is about $5,000 a month. Literally think about that $5,000 a month for $5,000 a month. People uh, unfortunately are in positions where we have to sell a hundred thousand hours of our life on this earth, you know, doing things we don't even want to do things we would never be doing if we weren't getting money for it. Right. Um, so I said, all you got to do is figure out how to get $5,000 a month without going to work every day. And so the best way I can help you with that. And this is what a real conversation this is what we really have. What we talk about, you can even share this with your child. If you want, if you, if you can't explain it the way I'm explaining it, you can just take this video and just play this part. So, so, um, cause I'll talk to your child the way I talk to mine. So I said, uh, so the way I'm going to help you is number one, I'm investing for you. Now our kids are lucky. They have two dads. They have their biological father. They have me as a bonus dad. I'm honored to raise these kids. Uh, it's a mutual benefit because they come work for me and they help me run my bookstore. If you buy a book from me, it'll be one of my kids. that will be shipping the book to you. Right. So work, having them work for me allows me to mentor them and to teach them while we're working. Right. And they also get exposure to all these ideas without me having to preach it to them. They hear me doing my podcast while they're working. They see the books that they're shipping out. They see what people are saying. And so they naturally become Become part of the B1 movement without me ever telling them to join the B1 movement. That's that's one little uh, persuasion uh, tactic that we use with the, with the kids because you know how kids are. Kids, if you tell them to do something, they don't want to do it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you, I'm sure you, a lot of y'all got kids. So um, so what I told her is I said the best way I can help you to prepare for the future and to overcome the five thousand dollar a month problem is number one, we're investing for you. 
right? We, we got stocks that we own. They're growing. By the time you get to a certain age, we'll give you access to some of that money. Uh, you know, your dads and, and your mom, all of us will be in a position where we can kind of be a bank for you to give you that financial security. So you'll never be destitute. You'll never be homeless, whatever. This is what family is supposed to do. This is how we're structuring this family. Me, mama, daddy, grandma, everybody is working together to make sure you're protected and that you have the same backing that you would have if you were a wealthy white person. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, think about it. Think about how many of our people go out into the world with no support, nobody backing them up, no security, no nothing. That's very traumatic. Very traumatic. Uh, we, we've discussed this, you know, in the Black Business School, uh, where we created the first ever Black financial therapy department. We talk about how a lot of the things you think are normal are really uh, traumatic or, or, or abusive. It's it's trauma. It's not it's not normal to be scared all the time. It's not normal to be uh, in a position where no one is there to support you. Okay, so that's the first thing uh, is um, I say, look, we, we we got resources. We're we're saving and investing just so you can have a safe future. But we're not going to give you everything, right? We're not going to curse you by uh, giving you by spoiling you, right? Because if you you spoil, that's why you have rich kids that end up, you know, getting on drugs and killing themselves because you, you've taken all the fun out of life. Part of the joy of life, part of the growth of life is struggling and, and growing, but you want them to struggle in a controlled environment, right? You don't want them struggling like Cardi B had to struggle. Cardi B had to struggle. So she became a hooker and a stripper in order to get by. I don't want my child to be a hooker and a stripper. I don't want my child in that kind of struggle. I want my child to be in a situation where um, where where they they know that if worse comes to worse, they can call somebody and, and they'll come through for them. Right. So so that's the other part of it. Right. Uh, but but then the last piece of it is I'm going to show you again. Another way I'm going to help you prepare is we're going to talk about all the different ways to make money. We're going to talk about what rich people do that's different from what poor people do. We're going to talk about how people go from being poor to rich. We're going to talk about uh, ownership of assets, ownership of businesses, ownership of stocks, uh, what, what we call the, the 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 holy trinity of of building wealth. Uh, the the three pillars of wealth pretty much are you know real estate, stock, stock and bond markets, and uh, entrepreneurship. Right. So I would encourage you to have conversations like this with your kids to help them solve what I consider to be the five thousand dollar a month problem, so they can buy themselves out of slavery early. And then truly live their best life, truly actualize, truly enjoy their lives. Because what you're seeing with the pandemic, the reason people don't want to go to work, and I, I can see this, you know, this is me just being an armchair psychologist, is that when you give any animal, human being, humans or, or any other animal, a taste of freedom, they don't want to go back to slavery. Like like freedom in any animal, take, take a dog that's been locked up for years and then let him have a couple days out in the wild where he can run around and be free and 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 go and, and and chase women and 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 get food and all that like like that dog and then see if he want to come back and get in that cage. No, he ain't, he ain't gonna get back in the cage. Or look at people that when you ever see somebody these movies where somebody gets out of jail and then they like the, the police catch him and they're like I'm not going back right <laughs> because once you get that taste of freedom you get that next level. It's like it's like when you had when you when you uh, slept with somebody for the first time you had some good sex you like. Man, I don't know how I was living before that experience. Like that, like that, like that experience takes you to a different level. Let's just say that I don't want to get too weird because it's morning. I don't be talking, having too much of a grown-up conversation because some of y'all got kids. So I apologize for that. But seriously, there are some experiences that you have. Once you have that experience, you don't want to go back to the, whatever life you had before that experience. So people in the pandemic got a taste of freedom, and they're like, wow. I get to stay home all day. I can sleep in. I can spend time with my kids. I can go to the movies. I can call my mama. I can do all this stuff that I could not do when I was at my job. Now people don't want to go back. It's normal to not want to go back. 
That's 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 I'm not and I've been saying I was saying that for you. If you go back and watch content I was doing in 2012, I was saying like you guys don't know when you don't have to work. That's when you really start to find yourself and you start to realize how many how many things are happening in the world that you're missing because you're at your job all day. Like it reminds me when I was little and I got sick and I stayed home from school and I was watching all the TV shows that came on during the day. And I, I was watching the Jeffersons and I was like, man. All this stuff is happening while I'm sitting at school all day. This is pretty cool. So the same thing happens when you go to work. Work to some extent. Getting up and going to work every day is just a continuation of school. I think school is just preparation for that next stage of getting up and going to work. Right. So uh, I would encourage you to try to find some way to unplug and disconnect. Um, and it's really important if you're black, because uh, when you're black and you sort of get the Negro package, the Negro brainwashing package, it's really designed to uh, commodify you and put you into the system in a way that leads to your exploitation. Whereas if you've been born in a wealthy family, like, say, a Rockefeller or, or a Kennedy or something like that, they would they would they would raise you in a completely different way. Uh, they wouldn't be teaching you to go work for people. They wouldn't be teaching you to go in debt. They wouldn't be teaching you to follow the crowd. They'd be teaching you. They'd be pre preparing you for leadership grooming you to be in a position where you're calling more of the shots, where you have the wealth, where you have the access and you have the power. So, uh, so, so that's, that's my two cents. That's what I believe. And, uh, I'm sticking to it. All right, guys. So, uh, I'm going to get on out of here. Do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. My new book is called the 10 commandments of black economic power. Also, if you're interested in checking out the Black Business School, where we've helped hundreds of thousands of people, we have about 160,000 students in the Black Business School now. A lot of them are on plans that are cheap or free. Uh, and so, uh, and we're better than college. Our surveys have proven this. We, we've surveyed our students and they learn more from us for free than they learned in college, even when they spent $100,000 in college and they have student loan debt. Uh, we're very good at what we do. We're doing some new projects right now with Dr. Christina Parks because uh, we're doing some things related to health. Uh, we have some uh, summits coming up. Uh, one of them is um, uh, the, the event. I just did in Los Angeles on uh, brand building and content monetization, things like that. Um, it, basically how I built my platform. So I'm, I'm going to do a um, training on that. Uh, we're going to do a discount though. So don't sign up now. Uh, so if you want to get access to all this, one thing you can do is you can go to blackmoney101.com to sort of take a look and uh, begin that journey. Also, if you want to get notified when we do the discounts, things like that, just text the word stock to 31996. And also if you text stock to 31996, I'll send you the $5 a day plan. I'll also send you a training on how to make money without working, things like that. And uh, last but not least, uh, our new social media platform is called Black Enough, B-L-A-G-G-E-N-U-F, B-L-A-G-G-E-N-U-F. And uh, so if, if if that's a space uh, for, you know, if you're a person that chooses peace and prosperity over chaos and confusion and poverty and, and the crazy mentality that we're seeing online, this is a good space to be in. Um, that's what we're looking for. So you have to apply when you go to Black Enough, you know, it's free to get in, but you have to fill out the form. And if you um, if, if it makes sense to us, we'll let you in. If, if you're not there for good reasons, then we don't want people like that in there. And, and I, we hope also once you get in that you're just respectful to the other members, uh, because unfortunately we are, we, we will, you know, move, remove people that are disrupting what we're trying to do. Because, um, again, I told you the internet is a horribly toxic place. I I'm starting to see that more and more. Um, I want us to be able to be in spaces where we can just connect and build and grow. All right. So <clears throat> the URL is right there on the screen. Feel free to do that. Also, once you become a member, you can invite other members. And the cool one cool thing that it does uh, it, that allows you to connect with others is there's a button you can hit to find other members that live in your area. And it'll tell you how many miles they live from your house. So uh, that's a little benefit that you may want to uh, take a look at once you log in. All right, guys. Well, have a great day. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care now. Peace.
Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money and the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.